Welcome to Hey Therapist. I'm your host, Leslie Ross. With me is my producer, Jay Wesley Lindley. Let's get mental. We're going to go off the backs of last episode about how you don't like everyone either is the title of that episode. And we're going to talk about some self-esteem and self-compassion. Because if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Thank you, Mama RuPaul. You know, I want to talk about what self-compassion is. And then we're going to talk about how it leads into your self-esteem. When we talk about self-compassion, we're talking about showing kindness to yourself. It's that part about not giving up on yourself. It's knowing that you're not going to be perfect. You understand that you are a work in progress. We are always a work in progress. If you hear, you know, those older people talking and some of the, the when they interview like the, the oh, centurions, the hundred year old plus people, and which there's not a lot of them, but. Centurions? Centurions, I don't know. Sure. We'll go with that. Words are hard. When they interview them, they always talk about never stop. You know, keep working, keep growing, reading. They love to do, they read, they learn things, they're dancing, they're doing all of those things. And it's because you don't stop. And it's not judging yourself. If you're not going to judge your friends, which you might just be a judgy person, so hey, you do you. But if you're not going to judge your friends for doing something stupid, because most of the time we don't, right? We're just like, ooh, how, how are you feeling about that decision? You know, and it's like, okay, and what did we learn? Do that for yourself. It's knowing that you are going to screw up. You are not going to be perfect. There's no easy way to build your self-compassion or self-esteem, but you can make a decision to help yourself out through it. And part of that is having an, an attitude towards yourself, like I said, of that compassion and just being fair. Like you don't have to put yourself on a pedestal. We're not also kicking ourselves in a ditch. It's just be reasonable with yourself. That negative self-talk that we've talked about before, you know, uh, when you screw up something or you make a mistake, you don't get something done. You're like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? Okay. Then what's next? Well, you know, that's actually a pretty common mistake or other people have done this. If one of my coworkers did this, or again, my friend, my family member, if someone I supervised did this, would I be so hard on them about that? Sometimes maybe, because it may have been super important and it need to get done. Most of the time, it's not anything that can't be undone. So how do I fix it is, is the mentality. Yeah, I messed that up. I don't like the way I feel about this now. I don't like that I procrastinated on that. I don't like that I did this. How do I do better next time is the mentality to keep yourself from really being beaten up because what we tell ourselves is what we're going to believe. And if you tell yourself enough that you're dumb, that you're an idiot, that you're no good, that you're unlovable, all of those things, you will believe it. If you tell yourself that you're all right, Again, you don't have to give big praise. Like it would be great if you could stand in front of the mirror and say, I am wonderful and people love me and I'm putting my best out to the world. Sure, that would be helpful. But if you can't get there, I mean, just give yourself an, I'm all right. I'm doing all right. I'm making it. I'm, I'm not 
I haven't made any large mistakes this week. And if I did, I learned from them. I'll do differently. It's you're not a mistake. You're something to be grown on. There's a TikTok that says your body doesn't know the difference whether you're talking bad about yourself or joking about talk. So self-deprecative humor can actually be negative for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It can lead to a lot of, of negative behaviors and depression because you're right. Your brain doesn't really know the difference because a lot of us joke in uncomfortable times. We joke to cover up that we screwed up. We're, you know, the, the joke is at my own expense. I'm going to joke about me before you can joke about me. I'm going to say something bad about me before you can say something bad about me. But regardless of where it's coming from, the other person or yourself, it feels the same to you. You know that you, oh, I may have said the wrong thing. Okay, I'm a human. I said the wrong thing. People say the wrong things all the time. People fall down all the time. I am a faller. I trip. My my feet get in the way all the time. You know, people will stop and give that look. Like, are they okay? And you're just like, oh my God, I'm fine. I just felt like people fall down all the time. People trip all the time. Like, I don't know why we get so embarrassed by it when we do something quote unquote wrong, like tripping or spilling a drink on yourself or dropping something, you know, we internalize that a lot of times and get super embarrassed when everyone has done that. Everyone, they may not have done it as public as whatever's happening to you, but they've done it and they can go, oh, because when I see someone do something like that, I'm just like, oh, been there. I hope they're okay, you know, or golly, I hope they got, you know, I hope that dries quickly, whatever it is, because I know I'm going to do that. I don't look at someone and go, oh my God, they're so dumb. They can't even walk. Most people aren't looking at it that way. So why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you saying those words to yourself? Because you wouldn't say, I mean, if you are one of those people that says that, shame on you. But most people, when they see someone get injured or fall down or, you know, do something quote unquote stupid, leave their soda on the top of their car. They're not like, oh my God, they're so dumb. It's, oh man, they're, oh man, they're going to regret that or I hope they're okay, whatever. It's it's not this negative talk that we give ourselves. And when we talk to ourselves that way, we create that within ourselves. If you wouldn't talk to your children, your dog, your mom, your grandma, whoever's close to you in that way, don't talk to yourself that way. It is how you respond to that and how you teach them, it's okay, you're going to fall down get up. You're fine. You know, no blood, no foul, whatever it is. Even if you're hurt, how bad are you hurt? Like, do we need to be having this much of a reaction? Cause it looks like a scratch. It looks like this. Your pride is hurt. Let's talk about your pride being hurt. You're just embarrassed because people are looking at you. So stand up and give them a wave. Like you're a gymnast. Yeah, that's what I always do. I jump up, throw my hands above my head. I was like, done, clear, like whatever. So, you know, it's just, it's how you react to it is how people are going to react to you. 9.8. That's right. What did I get? What I get? Am I good? Am I safe? Did I make it to home base? Whatever it is that you say, you know, if you can laugh at all and I do it, you know, I joke about it, but it's not in a, I'm embarrassed and I'm going to take it. It's because I don't care because I know someone's looking at me with, you know, secondhand embarrassment. Like they're going, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed for that person because when I fall, I get so embarrassed and I don't care. Like, okay, I fell. I'm good. I think waiting tables and being in restaurants, because you do a lot of things in there. You spill stuff, you drop things, you fall, you do things all the time. And there's a lot of people watching you. And for me, I was just like, sorry, guys, I'll go back and get your, you're like, 
do you want these still? Can I get this for you? How hungry are you? I'll pick it up. You know, and it's just, it's letting them know, okay, I'm not embarrassed by it. You don't need to be embarrassed for me by it. It just happens because we're human. If you have a debilitating embarrassment about something very particular, Mm -hmm. should you put yourself through it over and over and over again until... There's, you know, a lot of research behind exposure therapy. And I think that if if it's something that you can reasonably do, and maybe you have someone that's, you know, safe with you, like, because sometimes we can't, you know, somebody's going to get embarrassed because the way they speak or the, in just being in a meeting with people and maybe having to present. And it's more of the, you know, it's not just that normal anxiety of having to talk in front of people. It's I'm afraid they're going to judge me. I, don't, I never do this part. I, you know, I had a coworker like that. And she's like, are you going to go? You're, you're going to go speak, right? And I'm like, no, you're speaking. I'll be there. You're speaking. And I would make her speak. And she hated me for it. But she didn't hate me for it. She was fine. But she would bitch about it the whole way. And then she would be fine and be like, okay, it wasn't that bad. Like, exactly. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Most things are not going to be as bad as you think they're going to be. We've just got these unrealistic expectations. We've we've pre-stressed. I've, what, I work with a, a, a girl who's taught me that phrase. And I love it. She's like, no pre-stressing. No pre-stressing. And we're like, okay, I like that because we pre-stress, which leads to us setting ourselves up to be embarrassed or to fail or to judge ourselves. When if you just go, yeah, all right, I'm going, I'm going to talk. It'll be fine. I'm going to go. And, you know, if I have to be outside with spiders and there's people around, I'm not going to react this way because I don't want to pre-stress about it. So it's, it's creating that, that mindset for sure. It's just accepting yourself too. I'm terrified of roaches terrified of roaches like it's unrealistic it's dumb I hate it but I'll kill one but it it takes a lot and there may be screaming involved but I'll handle it if I have to I would prefer not to and I know it's dumb and I know anyone that's around me is like oh my god what is wrong with you but I don't care it's they scare me fine they can fly at you why are why aren't more people scared of roaches they can fly at you it's dumb but I I own that about myself. I'm like, listen, this is my thing. I'm terrified of a roach. Like, I'm going to need you to handle that. If it, it, like, I can't. Joe's Apartment, that movie, Joe's Apartment, was one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Like, it is my horror film. Is it like a life-size roach in Joe's Apartment or something? Or? I think there was one, and then there are oh. just all of the other ones. They're, They're like, friends Joe, with him, Joe, right? Joe. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> nope. I, that is the scariest movie I've ever seen. I don't understand it. But it's one of those things that I accept about myself, too. I know it's ridiculous. I know it is really kind of an unfounded fear, even though they're nasty. They'll crawl in your ear hole. But I know that it's unfounded. When you say it like that. Right? I mean, they're ill. See that roach in my ew. brain? <laughs> Get in there and lay eggs. No. I mean, <laughs> it's just I know it's unfounded, but it's part of me. And someone like... People around me know that, like they know that that, like she's going to have a reaction to that if that's around, you know, I don't even find the like plastic roaches in my, it's not funny to me. I do not find it funny, like, cause it's a real fear. It's dumb, but it's a real fear. But you know, it's, it's one of the things I accept about myself though. Like I will talk about it. I will tell people about it. Like, I'm not going to try to hide it and just be like, so it's it's one of the things I'm okay with, though. So there are irrational fears that we can just accept as long as we're not too hard on ourselves about it, I guess? I think so. I mean, because it's not something I deal with every day either. You know, if I was terrified of driving, 
because I was in a car accident one time. That's it, it is a founded fear because of one example. It's irrational to not drive every day because you're because of that one car crash. So, you know, there can be some of those irrational things. You're not dealing with it all the time. You know, even spiders, you're not dealing with them all the time, unless you maybe work in the outdoors. But, but for the most part, it's every now and then. I don't care if I'm always afraid of, sco- of roaches. I'm cool with it. Like, I'm fine. It doesn't really affect my life that much in the whole grand scheme of things. So I think there are things that you can be okay with and things that you know Maybe I do need to work on this. Maybe this is affecting myself. And with that, I'm judging myself and saying, oh, I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. I'm not going to do great. And not going for something and not doing something because we're pre-stressing or we have these expectations. Or maybe in the past you didn't do well and you got embarrassed by that. But why were you embarrassed? Did people actually make fun of you? Probably not. And if they did, who were those people? Are they horrible people? Are they little kids? Were you young? Like people are terrible when they're little. It's just, and when I say little, I'm talking 23 and younger. Like that to me is little. People are just terrible and they say mean things and they don't think about it. And sometimes they say jokes that they honestly think are funny that you internalize because of whatever's inside you. We want to take care of ourselves. We want to think about those things. We want to change our thoughts. We want to talk about what's going on. And also accepting that struggle is normal. Like life is hard. Life is hard. I don't know anyone that has a great easy life. Life is hard. So we're going to accept that struggle is normal. And it ebbs and flows, right? It's mountains and valleys. Sometimes you're going to be doing great and you've worked and you've climbed that mountain and you're up there on top and the view is wonderful and you're looking at sunsets and sunrises or snow caps or whatever you're into. And then you slip and you slide down that hill and we lose a job or a death in the family or something happens, you know, relationship wise, friendships, changes, whatever it is. And we're kind of in that valley and you may blame yourself for slipping. Everybody slips. You learn more from failures and hardships than success in easy times. Absolutely. Absolutely, you do. Well, you should anyway. Let me rephrase. You should learn more from those things because that's where you find out who you are. You find out what is important to you because if it's a true hardship and and you're fighting for something you don't really want – then yeah, you probably won't get it. And then you may blame yourself for not getting it. But if you sit back, you're like, man, I really didn't like that anyway. Like I was fighting for a job that I hated. I was trying to get promoted into a career that I really didn't want. And you may not have gotten it. So you blame yourself. Well, I wasn't good enough. But when you stop to think about it, you're like, I wasn't happy in that position. So it's it's really recognizing what what does what does failure mean? Like, is it really a failure? Or were you not really trying that hard because you didn't really like it? And you didn't you didn't succeed at it, fine. But was it really a failure? And it's it's knowing that that struggle's gonna come. Things are hard. You know, it's it's changing that perspective. It's the pre-stressing, it's the expectations, it's the hopefulness. And it's okay to be hopeful, but manage your expectations. Because a lot of times too, we what if ourselves in those negatives. Well, what if I fail? What if I don't pass? What if I don't get the job? What if I don't get the girl, the guy? What if this friend doesn't like me? What if, what if, what if? But what if 
you do. Like very rarely do you stop and go, what if I do get it? Am I going to be happy? What if I do succeed here? Am I going to be happy? What if this relationship, what if they do want to date me? Okay, well, am I going to be happy in that? Like there's a lot of these, you know, borders or there's some things I don't enjoy. So it's it's looking at those what ifs on both sides. And that's also going to help us recognize what we truly want and who we really are. And to have that good self-esteem and that compassion, you have to know what you actually want. And it's okay if you don't, as long as you're moving toward it. If you're having experiences and you're having those struggles and it's because you're trying to figure out who you are and you're trying to figure out what your life path is, fine. You don't get to be mean to people. You don't get to put people down. You don't get to hurt people's feelings. But you can be on a journey. We all are forever you're on a journey. People are always constantly changing in your mindset, in your beliefs, in what makes you happy. So it's finding those things and being true to that, though, is what's going to help you get through that. And, you know, a lot of that is being mindful about that language, about what you want. It's the shoulda, woulda, couldas, right? I should have done that. I shouldn't do this. I, if I would have, if I could have, da, 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 da. Okay. Well, you didn't. Now what? I'm being judgmental. It's recognizing that you're being judgmental, that you are bringing yourself down. I should have, would have, could have. Okay. Maybe you're angry and that's okay. When we go back to that, it's the, I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be mad at this. I shouldn't do that. Be angry. I'm mad. And that's okay. Why am I mad about it? What about this is making me mad? Why am I angry about this? Are your feelings hurt? Are you upset by it? Was someone mistreated? Okay, figure that part out. Don't just be mad. Don't sit in it. Well, I'm mad. Okay, cool. Why? Well, I don't know. I'm just mad. I'm gonna need more. You need to, you should have more. Like you should be able to come up with why it upsets you. Because most things don't just make you mad. It's because there was an injustice or your feelings are hurt or whatever it was. Recognize that. Honor that part of you. I don't like it when people are mistreated. Okay. That upsets you. Yes. How do you do something about that? What can you change? And it's how do I make this a productive thought? Most thoughts should be productive. You think all kinds of thoughts. I mean, our brains are like a hummingbird. There's, I can't even remember the statistic now of how many thoughts go through our mind a day, but it's astronomical. You don't even recognize most of them. But when we hang on to those negatives, when we're beating ourselves up, why? For what? What good is it going to do you to beat yourself up about something that you cannot change? And if it's something you can change, then you don't need to beat yourself up about it. You change it. You make it right. And if someone doesn't want to listen to you and you can't make it right, then you make it right within yourself. Okay, I screwed that up. I said this. I said that. I did this. I did that. Next time, I'll make different choices. And you make the choices and you make that difference within yourself. And one of the things that can really help you grow that self-esteem and and that self-confidence is gratitude journals and what I did well journals are really good. And sometimes it's hard to come up with something. But if you can sit down and, and we're not putting anything negative when we're putting into the world, when we're going into bed or we're waking first up, it's, okay, today I am going to... Be mindful of how I treat people. Okay. I'm going to be mindful of the energy I put out there. Because if you have a negative energy, if you're in a bad mood, don't put that on other people. They don't need to carry that. 
you can say, and I say it all the time, like my staff knows, like there are days I come in and I'm like, listen, I'm cranky and I may not even know why I'm cranky, but I'm cranky. So I'm going to be in my office for a little while. If y'all absolutely need me come in there, but right now I'm not in the mood to socialize. I'm not in the mood to chit chat. I'm just cranky. So I'm just going to go in here. And they recognize that and, and they're pretty good about respecting that boundary and they know when they come in there they're not going to get the best reception I'm not mean I'm never mean but there's a lot of times I'm like what do you need like just very basic what do you need because you know I'm cranky why are you in here right now (laughs) what do you need I just want to go home but I can't do that at work so I have to you know do my job and stuff it's knowing that about myself I'm not putting my negative energy I'm not going to be like hateful to someone or rude or short And even in those interactions, even after I've said I'm in not the best mood, like I'm still going to be pleasant and respectful and and not rude to someone because you can mean what you say and not be mean when you say it. So it's balancing that when you're in a mood, when you know that you're not giving your best. Tell people that, listen, I am not at 100% today. Like I'm just going to go put my headphones on and I don't need to be talked to. Like, I don't know what's happening or I do know what's happening and I don't want to talk about it, but I'm just going to go over here and I'm just going to respect y'all's space and y'all go on. I'm going to be over here just in my meh until I get out of it. So it's, it's knowing that and it's putting that out in the world. You know, if you keep journals, some people like to journal, some people can just say it and that's fine too. Keep a note in your phone. It's the today I'm going to do this and it's whatever you want to put out in the world, whatever you want to be. And at night, I am thankful for And it may be, I am thankful for the fact that I didn't have to deal with stupid people today or whatever it is, whatever your job is, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm thankful that I didn't wreck my car today because maybe you're concerned about that. Maybe that's one of your fears. But the more you do that, you're going to look at all these days that you didn't wreck your car, that you were able to deal with people and have a good attitude, that you were in a positive mood, that you put out hard work, all of that stuff. And when we're putting that out there, it it's much better than the, well, lay in there in bed going, well, crap, today I said this to somebody and I didn't get this done and I didn't do this and I didn't do all this and I got to go. That's not good sleep. That's not healthy. It, and it's all going to be there tomorrow. I didn't do that and I will get it done tomorrow. I was kind of in a cranky mood and tomorrow I'll tell someone, you know, sorry if, if I came off a little rough. It's, it's fixable and you don't have to just live in it and feel bad about it. It's hard to have a bad attitude when showing gratitude. Ooh, look at you with the quips today. I think I read that somewhere too or something along those lines, but yeah. That's, I like that's it. That's a really good one. Jay is on one today. He's on point. <laughs> it's about finding yourself and being just okay with yourself. Like I said, I want you to love yourself. I want you to be happy with yourself. But if you can't get there yet, just be okay with yourself. I'm not where I want to be and that's okay. I'm not making the money I want to right now and that's okay. I'm not in the physical shape I want to be in and that's okay because tomorrow I'm going to go for a little walk or I'm going to make better food choices or I'm going to put my application out there because, you know, I'm not ever going to make the money I want to make in this job, but I have this skill set now and I'm going to put my application out there and look for other jobs. Even if you're not going to change jobs, it's nice to to put it out there. It's nice to look, right? Your resume should always be out there because the best time to look for a job is when you already have one. Like you you don't even, if you don't even want the job, somebody may see your resume out there and go, hey, I saw your resume. Are you interested? And it may be the job of your dreams. But we don't know because you may be worried. 
well, I can't get another job. This is all I can ever do. Or I don't have any skills. Or I, I mean, there's, there's very few jobs where you're not learning any skills that are transferable. And there could be somewhere out there that's just looking for exactly what you have to offer. Like just getting those calls. Hey, I saw your, even if it's just a blanket recruiter. Hey, I found your email, your resume on Indeed. Like, cool. Thanks. What's the job? No, not interested. You know, but it does. It's nice for someone to recognize your abilities. And that is a, it is a boost. So it's putting yourself out there. It's, it's, it's loving yourself and recognizing that you're okay and you're going to screw up and that's okay and it's fixable. And sometimes even if it's not truly fixable, you can move forward and grow from it. For my producer, Jay Lindley, I'm Leslie Ross. Thank you all for joining us. Please send any questions or comments through the website, heytherapist.com or email help at heytherapist.com. They may be featured on the show anonymously. Hey Therapist is an SEOK radio production and is for your entertainment purposes only. Thank you for joining us. Make good choices. Make good choices.